it also can cause us to put ourselves second, third, or, you know, dead last. Mm -hmm. And when we do that, we're not able to help anyone, truly help anyone, because we're not helping ourselves. Hello, and welcome. In today's episode, I have a special guest come on the show. Her name is Samantha Simo, and she's in grad school to receive her master's in counseling. She is going for clinical mental health counseling, and she also just recently started a podcast to help spread awareness of mental health. It's called Good You, a therapy podcast. You can follow her podcast Instagram at goodyou.therapy. So I actually knew Samantha from high school and college, so our friendship goes way back, and I'm just so excited to have her on the show today. In today's episode, we dive into boundaries, boundary setting, and why boundaries are a form of self-love. Here are a few questions that Samantha will answer today. She will answer, what exactly are boundaries? How is the love for ourselves tied with boundary setting? What would you tell someone who struggles with setting clear boundaries with their close family and friends? What if the person does not respect the boundary we set in motion? Samantha will also dive into people-pleasing and how we can unblock this tendency to be more honest with ourselves and others. Not to mention, we will also get into the fear of setting boundaries and how we can really work up the courage to speak up and use our voice to honor our needs. If you find yourself always being stepped on or walked all over, or you find it really difficult to say no to others and to really voice your needs, this episode is going to be really, really valuable for you. Before we dive into the episode, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor. Are you looking to blossom your love from within and be your own best friend? Quiet the voice of your inner critic and really step into your self-love future vision? Well, I have just created a 10-week self-love program that was made for you. I have come so far in my self-love journey. I started out as my own worst enemy, my own bully, and I really didn't like being me. But now I can proudly say that I absolutely adore the person that I am the love that was just waiting to bloom within me has now started to be a garden from within and I just feel like a whole new different woman a woman who accepts herself and shows her authenticity to the world and if this is what you want if you want to really embrace who you are completely and fully I can definitely help you do that and I can absolutely help you transform and grow that love from within. I will be that support system for you. I will guide you along the way. Just know that you are not alone. And so for this program, I have created a community around it. 
When you say yes, you will also gain access to a Facebook self-love community group where all of the women involved in the program will be there to support you too. You can choose to have one-on-one coaching sessions with me or you don't have to invest in the coaching. You can just buy the program itself. But I can promise you that the investment in coaching with me will be worth it because you will see the transformation more quickly. And when I am there to support you and coach you, if this interests you, please go ahead and DM me the word self-love on my Instagram at blissfully.bloom. Hello, gorgeous. Welcome to Blissfully Bloom. I'm Tori, your host, and this podcast was created to inspire women to transform their mindset, blossom from within, and be unafraid to be their authentic selves. Get ready to grow, evolve, and bloom. Welcome back to Blissfully Bloom, a podcast created to empower women to love themselves unconditionally transform and heal their anxious mindsets and discover their own inner bliss. I'm Victoria, your host, and today we have a very special guest, Samantha Simo. Welcome to the podcast, Sam. Hi, thank you so much for having me today. I'm so excited to be here on your podcast. I am so excited. Now, for the very first question, we are going to get a little deep. Uh, what made you the woman you are today? Oof. Well, a lot, I think. But, well, let's kind of just start with the fact that I think growing up, I grew up in a really close family. Mm-hmm. But I think it was close in some areas, maybe too close in some areas, and then maybe not really close enough in others. And Mm -hmm. I started working at my parents' restaurant when I was eight years old. (laughs) So lots of work experience here, people. And I went to college. I got my bachelor's in management with Mm -hmm. a focus in entrepreneurship. I planned on taking over that restaurant. I thought that's what I wanted to do, but I definitely was wrong. Mm -hmm. I think for me, it was the easiest path. You know, I could definitely get it just handed down to me and take it over. And I thought that's just what I should do. Mm. But in reality, I was ignoring all the things that I really wanted for myself. And I think I lacked that courage and that that confidence in myself to Mm. be able to go do it. And I also think it was just a fear of failure for me too. I was scared that Mm. if I actually went and sought something else, I wouldn't have succeeded in it. This was almost a guarantee, right? I you know, started going to therapy. I set goals for myself, you know, getting new jobs, getting into grad school, uh, you know, moving. And every goal that I hit was just as satisfying as the last. And it only motivated me from there. Through therapy, I was given this, these tools to have a fruitful and motivating life. And I think that So I guess to answer your question, I made me the woman that I am today. And I don't take that lightly at all. And it took me a while to realize that because Mm -hmm. you really do have the power to make you who you are and to be who you are. Even though it feels like there's all these controlling factors around you, 
What matters is you. No one can make you change. No one can make you grow. You have to really want that for yourself. And I really worked really hard to be where I am. So that's the reason that I am the reason for being who I am today. Oh, so beautifully said. Oh my goodness. And I love just, it's so inspiring hearing you really stepping into your power and realizing that you have control of where your life heads and you can take the reins of your life and head in whichever direction you choose. And it's ultimately all up to mm -hmm. you. That's so beautiful and so inspiring. I hope that inspires somebody who is listening. Me too. <laughs> Me too. I could have definitely used hearing that when I was younger, you know, mm -hmm. I think that people just look at others so much Mm -hmm. to want to achieve their goals and they see all especially nowadays social media they see all these influencers and they see these celebrities and they're they just want to be them they want to look like them they want to have money like them and mm -hmm. in all reality you can create your own happiness kind of sucks doing it in the process I'm not gonna sugarcoat it but <laughs> it really does feel worth it you know mm -hmm. it does it feels you're you're you gain the self self worth. Yeah, yeah, yes, I love it. I absolutely love that, and I think that is kind of what my overall theme of blissfully bloom is too. Is just really stepping into your authenticity and believing in yourself and mm -hmm. trusting yourself and loving yourself and coming back to who you are meant to be on this earth and and really stripping back all of everybody else's maybe opinions of you or maybe what they want your life to to turn out to be and getting yep. rid of all of their their own voices expectations yes yes yeah. and yes. and instead having your voice be the be be in the spotlight because it's ultimately your own life that that's entirely I love that you said that because that's that's huge that I think people forget that they have their own thoughts and opinions in their head sometimes, especially when there's so many people talking for them. Mm -hmm. When you're a teenager and you're young, like even younger, grammar school, you know, everyone's talking for you. Your parents are answering questions for you. You don't get any say in where you go, what mm -hmm. you do. And then all of a sudden you're given complete freedom, right? You go to college and you're just like, what do I do with all of this? Mm -hmm. And you really go through, you know, high school is all about finding yourself. But college, but 18 up is really about finding yourself. That's mm -hmm. when it really is. You, When you're in high school, it's all about fitting in, I'd mm -hmm. say. And that's not being authentic to yourself. That's being what you think will be the best for this time period. And when you go to college, that's when you're like, oh, okay. And honestly, plus, you're going to keep growing every year. You know, you're going to learn more about yourself every year of your life. Mm -hmm. oh, so now today we are talking about why boundaries are a form of self-love and you being in school for therapy and becoming a therapist, you definitely know this topic yeah. for sure. Yes. Um, now the first question I have is for listeners who may not even have heard of boundaries before. And what would be your own definition of boundaries? How can you explain boundaries to them? 
Okay. Well, first off, don't feel bad if you've never heard of boundaries, because before I started therapy, I had no idea what they were either. And I'm not talking about school. I'm talking about my own therapy that I would go to and still go to. Boundaries are, you know, this barrier, this protection for your your emotions, and it allows you to dictate how much you're going to let people into your into your emotions, uh, into your heart, and it allows you to set expectations in in your relationships in your life, and kind of set your deal breakers as well. It's it's a healthy limit to those. It it allows you to set healthy limitations, let's say that, because when you're not having boundaries, it it allows people to kind of take control over your your ability to have control over yourself. So your Mm -hmm. self-worth, you you just lose that with yourself. Mm. So you said healthy limitations. Is there a more extreme side and a more milder side to setting boundaries? There are definitely unhealthy boundaries you could be setting, and that could look like something that would that would be very harmful to someone else's boundaries that you're mm-hmm. setting. Maybe expecting someone to be right there, need them, you know, I need you here at this time, and mm-hmm. that's that's not healthy. That's not fair to them. Mm-hmm. You're then not respecting their time with their individuality as a human being. You're kind of now requesting needs based on your own, and that may look like you need some more inner self-healing. Why do you need that person there right then and there? <laughs> you know, it's something like that, something where your expectations are off and look at that because that's important too. Yeah. That kind of made me think of, do we learn our boundaries from like our friends or family, our, our schools? Do we learn it from others? And do we have yes. to unlearn and let go of what isn't serving us? Yes. So if you think about when you're growing up, I mean, I'm I'm going to use my own examples because I don't want to speak for others. Mm-hmm. But with my family, a lot of the time, if I was expressing my needs and it was met with no, and I'd ask, well, why? They'd say, because I'm the parent. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't understand. But for so long, that made me think, well, authoritative figures have the say so. And I don't have that ability to make decisions for myself. And still to this day, I have issues with setting boundaries with authoritative figures like like bosses or teachers or parents. I mean, my parents I'm getting, I am much better with, I have to say, because I've really worked on that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's exactly how they're set. And not only that, but that's how you kind of start to become as a person. And then it shows in other relationships. It's just an attachment form that you start to form in other relationships. Wow. Wow. So if you're either more on the independent side or more on the dependent side Mm -hmm. for relationships. This could be a whole another episode for you, but looking into your attachment style, there's secure attachments, anxious attachments, avoidant attachments, and that's going to show up in how you deal with or cope in relationships. Mm -hmm. So a secure attachment style speaks for itself. That's someone who can very much set boundaries healthily, safely, securely. Then you have anxious attachments. Someone with an anxious attachment style is going to really need words of affirmations from other people. That's probably, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe a love language of theirs. They're going to need you to tell them that 
everything's okay. I'm not mad at you. Like really confirm with them that that anxiousness isn't called for here. Mm. And then you have avoidant attachment styles and these people. And I I can definitely relate to this one is when someone kind of shuts down Mm. and avoids confrontation, avoids emotions, avoids emotional subjects. This is a whole different type of topic, but it does come into boundary setting. Wow. I really do. I think if it, if it wasn't practiced when you were little or as you were growing up, then you're not really going to have that experience as, as mm-hmm. an adult. And you, yes. you're just going to have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable, setting up boundaries. Favorite saying ever. Literally, <laughs> it, it really is uncomfortable setting boundaries. And it's uncomfortable doing something you're not familiar with. You don't, you don't know what kind of repercussions are going to come from it. It's not your safe go-to sure way that you know how, you know, um, Craig has an anxious attachment style. I have an avoidant attachment style and we've really had to learn how to work with that. And a lot of people, that's how a lot of people attract. You're Mm -hmm. really, it's going to really hard when you have two avoidance together or two anxious together and it is hard to have an anxious and avoidant together. You really, that's when it calls for heavy communication in any of these relationships. That's why it's really hard, by the way, with avoidance because they don't want to communicate, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Mind blown. <laughs> Do some research <laughs> in it. It is fascinating. Uh, very eye-opening for yourself as well. The next question I have is, how is the love for ourselves tied with boundary setting? Because boundaries allow us the control over our own emotions and our own space. And when we allow others to have control over us and our emotions, then we have no room to grow and to blossom or to bloom. Mm-hmm. And we become stuck as helpers and begin neglecting our own needs in order to fulfill others. Mm, Can't exactly. pour from an empty cup. Yes, yes. Yep. You may feel resentment or you may feel a little bit of frustration within yourself and kind of taking that out on others but that may be because you're not really setting the time for yourself no this you'll see avoiding of self-care of self-love you're completely fixated on other people's needs for I mean for me specifically being an avoidant I avoided going through the feelings Mm -hmm. of the exhaustion that I really was feeling. I mean, it's exhausting to help everyone and not even help yourself. Mm -hmm. And it becomes this cycle. So you give, 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 and you're empty and you explode out of frustration and just overwhelmed. You cry, you let it out, all that bottled in motion, and then it starts over. You give, 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 because that explosion is finally your little bit of taking some time for you, right? Like that's it. And it's not a healthiest, the healthiest way to go about it. Mm -hmm. In reality, it's best to do it in doses. Mm -hmm. What, what do you mean in doses to to what in doses? I know we talk about people pleasers soon and Mm -hmm. I go into this during that time as a people pleaser. And I speak for myself here because I am, Mm -hmm. and I had to learn this. But you can't always give everything to everyone. It's impossible. Mm -hmm. You got to realize that. Yeah. Sometimes you can, sometimes you can't, and you got to know when you can't. So the next question that I have for you, can you walk us through a step-by-step guide to healthy 
boundary setting? Okay, so there is not really one way to set boundaries. Okay. And that's because everyone has different boundaries that they need setting for. Um, They are created and they're maintained in different ways. And I mean, for example, saying no, asking for space, not wanting to be touched at certain times or places, etc. But if I'm going to categorize the main things to focus on, I would say to one, decide what you want those boundaries to be. Mm-hmm. And they're going to look different with everyone. Your relationships are different. The ones you have with your family, the ones you have your, with your friends, your partner, they're different types of love equals different types of emotions equals different boundaries, Mm -hmm. different expectations. Don't be mad when your mom is upset because you're always with your partner. Your mom's not your partner. Your mom's not your friend. Your friends aren't your partner and so on. You create the boundaries that you need, whether they question it or not. You have your reasons for them. Also, when discussing and creating boundaries with someone, make sure you're doing it in an appropriate time and setting. Mm -hmm. You don't want to do it in a busy restaurant or when you're drinking, you know, Mm -hmm. and under the influence of anything, you know, you want to make sure that you're in an environment that is, that has no distractions and that both of you are in a calm place. You don't want to be in the middle of a heated confrontation Mm-hmm. And then decide to bring up your boundaries then and there. You're going to want to avoid aggression when you're trying to talk about your boundaries and during boundary breaks, because that's when you're going to feel the most frustrated and full of emotion is when someone breaks that boundary that you've discussed with them. Mm-hmm. And it's important to remind yourself to take a step back before approaching the boundary breaker in this situation. Because if you approach at that moment, one, they might be heated. It depends on what the boundary was, right? Mm-hmm. Could be you don't like when they snap at you a certain way. Um, well, if they're snapping, they're probably already heated. Probably not the best time to talk about the boundary. So make sure to take a step back, gather yourself, run through your head the best way to mm-hmm. talk to them. Because when you're running through it, you're going to be like, oh, I'm so, so mad right now. They just did this. Oh my gosh, I just want to go up to them and tell them, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but do your best to be realistic Mm -hmm. and because that's not going to be helpful. Remind yourself in your head, like, are they going to hear me if I'm going in there and yelling? No, they're going to get defensive Mm -hmm. and it's not going to get anywhere. So remind yourself, you got to stay in that good, calm place in order to get somewhere positive. Next is to stick to it. No matter how many people think you're being selfish or dramatic, you're in charge of your boundaries. Hold firm to them. Mm. And lastly, and this is the biggest one, if you can get guidance from a professional, from a mental health professional, because creating and maintaining boundaries is often a really emotional process. Mm -hmm. And you will have a better chance of being successful if you are being given the tools in the meantime. Like I said, there's all different types of boundaries. I don't know how to say no, when to say no. Um, I don't know. I brought up this in my episode. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Do you know how people, when they're pregnant, strangers will just come up and touch their stomach? Yeah. That's so bizarre to me. And that would freak me out. But like, how do you stop that in the moment? You know, mm. there's, you, you have to be able to, it's just like a conversation. I know therapy is not possible for everybody, mm-hmm. uh, especially with money problems or insurance, but definitely if it's a possibility, do it mm-hmm. because it, it will help. Have you heard of better therapy? Is it an online? Better help. Be- better yes. help. Better help. Yes. That is an online therapy. So um, that came around after the pandemic. There was no type of online therapy beforehand. Mm. There wasn't necessarily a need. And I think one thing that uh, American Counseling Association was worried about with this is breaking confidentiality. You can't guarantee someone sitting at home with no one around. You can't guarantee that they're that you that what's happening right now is between you and your client. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to trust your client that they're they're being confidential with their stuff, that you're being confidential and with your stuff on your end. Are are you do you have the the antivirus stuff on your computer? No one can hack it and get all your clients' information. I'm glad that this is happening now. And mm-hmm. The reason why is because there's a lot of people that avoided therapy because they're uncomfortable going in and talking to someone like that. This allows them the space to do it from their own environment and allows them to be more comfortable. Okay, if I have to, I can just hang up. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like things get too much. Yeah. Um, But it just gives them that that power that they don't feel they have if they're going somewhere. Yeah, and I feel like that's that's good that there's different options for people nowadays, different environment settings, because like you said, it could be a fear and then they're going to be avoiding it if they really do yeah. need it. So I feel like, too, with boundary setting, people can have this fear that if they speak up and if they say something, then their friend or their family member will never talk to them again or they don't want their relationship to be rocky or they feel mm-hmm. like this could ruin where they're at. But I feel like mm-hmm. if you truly speak up for yourself and you you really use your voice and you're being true and you're not holding anything back, then I think that'll make the relationship better. What do you think about that? I agree. And you know what? So yeah, definitely. That's a huge fear and reasonable fear because Mm -hmm. you've had the same relationship dynamic for so long. Let's say, you know, you've had a friend for six years plus Mm -hmm. and they do something that really bothers you. Maybe you voiced it multiple times, but nothing's changed because there's no repercussions, you know, there's Mm -hmm. no, I've definitely experienced that myself. And um, it it does suck because there are people you don't want to lose in your life. But if they're not respecting your needs as a human being, as an individual, even in your family, then that's the time you need to kind of take a step back and say, okay, well, I'm trying to be honest with them and what I need. And they're just completely avoiding it and and continue to step on my boundaries well that's when you gotta take a step back and say maybe I need to reevaluate this relationship mm-hmm. and it sucks it really does it's I, I want to be realistic and honest with everyone because mm-hmm. you're gonna have that 
sometimes, not everyone, because maybe some people out there have really awesome friends that are more understanding than others. Mm -hmm. But prepare for that and just understand you're you're going to be better off. Realistically, you're better off because mm -hmm. you're going to be unable to grow as a person if there's someone holding you back from that growth. Mm -hmm. And gives gives you anxiety every time you see them. Like, what what fun is that? You know. And say, I think you use the example in your podcast about somebody calling you um, stupid or weird. Weird, yeah, yeah, weird. You said if they continue to call you that, and then you get all of these bubbly feelings, and you just keep it inside, and you're maybe being passive aggressive with them, or. You're just feeling all of these feelings, but you're not actually expressing them and you're not even coming to terms and coming to the truth of how that truly makes you feel, then it's going to be hard to maintain that relationship. And if you truly want a, a long lasting relationship where your needs can be met and plus theirs and you can truly have an open conversation and be open minded with each other about mm -hmm. what you are needing and what they might be needing as well then I think that then that really does allow the relationship to grow and to expand where where it's at because if you're holding things in the relationship isn't going to deepen and not only that but if you're meeting their needs consistently and only their needs and mm -hmm. your needs aren't being met at all it's not an equal relationship mm. it's not a balanced relationship whatsoever it's very one-sided you're not seeking any any benefits of the relationship you know I had a friend that um was a best friend of mine for years and so, and I brought this up in my episode that we'd make plans and they they would duck and or bail they just wouldn't show up right mm-hmm Duck is a very old word that used. <laughs> Not used as much anymore, but <laughs> they would just bail and they wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't answer my texts at my calls. Sometimes I'd see them post on social media on their story of them doing something else. And mm. obviously that hurt my feelings. But the times we were together, I had so much fun. They're hilarious. Nothing happened it, in person. It was always those times. But after a while, I mean getting that done and you bringing it up every single time and nothing changing mm -hmm. it it's really discouraging and it's really hurtful you just feel like do you not want to hang out with me like is it something I'm doing is it how I act because when when they're around me it seems like we're having the funnest time ever and eventually you know I, I went to therapy one day and I finally brought this person up to my therapist and by the way, I had on and off friendship with this person for so long because of this one issue. Mm -hmm. I, I would go months without talking to them and they would, we would get back together, try it, try it again. And they'd do the same thing. So even that wasn't working, right? Mm -hmm. Taking a step back wasn't working either. Yeah. So talking to my therapist, she said, you know, if you really want to become a counselor one day, you're going to have clients that, that try to pull and cross you and try to step over your boundaries. And if you really don't nip that in the bud now, then it's going to be a real issue when you're a professional. And I don't know why that was the thing that made me realize the change I needed. But 
at this point in my life, I've never wanted anything more than to be a counselor and to help people. So I realized at that moment that I had to just cut them off completely. Mm-hmm. And that was a friend of over seven years. So that was extremely hard. It sucks. I hope that they're doing so well. I really always hope the best for that person. And sometimes it's just how it has to be. Mm-hmm. And you have to be able to be okay with that because now I have grown and my, by the way, my self-esteem has gone up so much because of that, because that really did make me question myself and who I am mm-hmm. because I wondered if they just didn't want to be around me. So that's what I'm saying. The self-love and the necessity and setting boundaries comes in mm-hmm. is because I never would have gained that self-esteem by having someone who constantly made me question myself around mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That that makes total sense. And I feel like, too, setting boundaries and really not allowing anybody to step over you, I kind of imagine a boundary as a gate yep. around or like a bubble. Mm-hmm. And if you constantly allow somebody to pop your bubble or to step over your gate and step on all your beautiful flowers, mm-hmm. it's going to be really, really hard to... You know, you're going to have to constantly try to remold that bubble or to mm-hmm. replant your flowers that you've exactly. grown. And a lot of the time, the people that allow or don't know about boundaries allow their boundaries to be broken, mm-hmm. any of that. They're not taking care of themselves either. So mm-hmm. those flowers are just being stomped on and not getting help either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that makes it hard to have any growth. Yeah, and and you also mentioned, too, that your therapist was like, hey, your clients are going to one day step over you if if you're not working on your boundaries. Mm -hmm. And I think that's amazing that you you just kind of took that and that was just the clicker for you. And, And also, I feel like, too, with therapy, clients may come to you and talk about boundaries and then if you're not working on your own boundaries you don't you're like "Mm, maybe talk to a different therapist yeah I mean that is really the power of therapy is Mm -hmm. sometimes you just need it said in a certain way I knew what my friend was doing Mm -hmm. wasn't right I I mean I knew it enough to stop talking to them for months at a time Mm -hmm. but what was it that made me realize that it wasn't ever going to change was the way she worded that. I don't know what made that necessarily click in my head, but there are a lot of instances in therapy where just a saying, I'm like, wow, I never thought of it that way before. And it really changes everything. Mm -hmm. Words are so powerful. Yeah. And I think that sometimes we get stuck in our our own mind and our own way of thinking. Mm -hmm. That's why it's really helpful to have an outside perspective to put it all together. Yeah, maybe zoom out, see mm-hmm. the clear picture. Now, I know mm-hmm. that we are going to go into seeing if the relationship should be ended. That That's a question that I'll ask you. But I do want to get into, could you share a time when you set a boundary with someone? Yeah, absolutely. So along with the one that I, I set, the one with my friend, I don't think I handled it as good as I could have because I didn't realize boundaries then. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I handled it best at the end, right? But for setting a boundary, an example I have is, so someone in my family uh, used to call me lazy. Mm. Lazy. This became really hurtful over time. You know, yeah. the first few times 
you're arguing with them and you're just like calling each other names. I mean, our, our family or my family had no sense of communication, right? Mm -hmm. It was hurtful because I did have low motivation. I have ADHD and I currently, you know, I go through bouts of depression that I think I did have when I was younger as well. So I think you begin to take those really personally and everyone can be lazy every now and then, but when it becomes a label and you start to consider it as an identity, it can really take a toll on your individuality. And when I approached this person about it, I really don't think that they knew or realized how hurtful it was for me to hear those things. Mm -hmm. And at first, it, like the response I got was, well, I, I just don't understand how someone can just not do this or that. And I had to, you know, stand firm on my end and say, it doesn't mean that we have to resort to name calling. Mm -hmm. Instead, we can have a conversation about what it is I forgot to do or even avoided doing. And that way I can fix it for next time. And I do consider myself a pretty reasonable person mm -hmm. as long as I'm getting communication and calm, healthy communication. I, I don't think that there's any necessity in name calling ever. And mm -hmm. this is what it can really do to someone. So if anyone listening calls someone a name, maybe a loser, like, okay, this is so random, but I've been watching Keeping Up With The Kardashians, right? Mm -hmm. And do not judge me. I've avoided the show for my whole life. And then I got COVID and I decided what better time than to watch trash TV. <laughs> and now, so... What really bothered me is how much they call each other losers and all, all of this terrible stuff. And then I see how their brother goes into a severe depression. And I'm like, I can't say I blame him for going into <laughs> severe depression. Are you serious? Mm. They're just calling him a loser all the time and completely devaluing his worth. It's stuff like that. Maybe they don't see how much that affects someone, but it really does become an identity. You start to say, I'm lazy. I'm a loser. In my, in my head, I start talking to myself negatively, and that's where negative self-talk comes from. Mm -hmm. That's never your voice. That is someone else's voice completely. Try to identify whose voice it is and fix it because you should not be your, your enemy here. You need yeah. to be your best friend. You need to be your healer, right? Mm -hmm. And um, when I talked to them ever since I did, don't believe they've called me lazy since. Wow. Do you think that other people, when they're name calling and they're really stepping over those boundaries? Because obviously I don't think nobody wants to be called names. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's other people's projections of how they feel on the inside. Oh yeah. And I also think that they probably had, people probably called them names. They might've grown up in a household where that's normal. Mm -hmm. So this person that would call me lazy would also yell when mm -hmm. when they needed to get something across to my head, right? Yeah. And I would say, you don't have to yell, you know? And they say, I'm yelling. This is their, what they'd say. I'm yelling because you don't listen otherwise, which is simply untrue. I think it's just they resorted to yelling maybe before coming and talking very seriously. And it is hard, like, working with someone that has ADHD. Like mm -hmm. me, I'm not going to, like, sugarcoat it. I know I can be told something and it completely go over my head sometimes. Mm -hmm. But if you were to sit me down and say, hey, it really bothers me when 
when you do something this way, because I feel like it doesn't get done. And then it kind of causes me anxiety mm-hmm. uh, that, that I would remember. I wouldn't ever want to purposely cause someone anxiety. I think that it just really depends on how you're talking to someone. Me and my sister didn't feel heard a lot from my parents. So I think that's where we would yell at people that we cared about because mm. it was, we never felt like anyone was listening to our needs and to what we were saying. My whole family started to communicate through yelling. Mm-hmm. There are certain behaviors that people pick up on along the way, but it is not your place to make that okay for you mm-hmm. as that's happened to them. You know, you can empathize with them. And I, I like to do that. I like to say, you know, they've just had a really hard time, but that doesn't excuse their behavior. Mm-hmm. And you can still work and have expectations of your boundaries to be met in that situation. It doesn't mean that your boundaries should be ignored because they've had it hard. Mm, so don't make excuses for them. Right. And, you know, come from a place of love and understanding, but also, you know, make sure that you're not ignoring what you're feeling or you're not just putting everything to the side and forgetting about it. Right. Taking those necessary steps to really come into harmony again for the relationship. I want to dive into fear of setting boundaries because I'm Mm -hmm. sure that listeners here may feel some fear Mm -hmm. how can we work up the courage to speak up and use our voice to honor our needs so practice makes perfect like seriously the more you practice setting your boundaries the easier it's going to get so practice in the mirror practice out loud in your car um practice how you read respond to or handle a boundary break once you're able to start creating and maintaining healthy boundaries you're going to feel seriously like invincible it's going to feel like a whole new level sooner or later it's going to you're going to feel unfazed by a boundary break you're going to know what to do completely and that first time that you do it without even thinking about it oh you're going to feel like a million bucks like i would run back to my therapist every time and be like, so this happened. And I'd say it so nonchalantly, like just waiting for her to be like, I'm so proud of you. And I'm like, yeah, no, it's like no big deal or anything. It's just, you know, set a boundary and maintained it. (laughs) You really become so proud of yourself and recognize those times because you'll think, wow, like that was handled different. Mm -hmm. And they'll start to react differently too after a while because they can't continuously react angrily or upset when they know that this is this is how you're going to handle it mm-hmm. and after a while they're just going to have to accept it mm, so they at first they may not have braced themselves for this response but as mm-hmm. the more that you respond in this in this way and actually voice your needs and the more that they'll be like oh okay you know i i may try to overstep this but i kind of know what's coming right mm-hmm. And then hopefully, hopefully the more that you do it, that desire to step over your boundary, it becomes lessened and Mm -hmm. decreased. Yeah. And where do you think, I'm just curious, where do you think that desire comes from? For them to break it? Mm -hmm. I think it comes from a place of not wanting the relationship to change out of their favor. Mm. I think a lot of the times 
when our boundaries are being broken, it favors the person who's breaking them. Mm-hmm. And let's say our parents want us to go to mass with them on Sunday. And maybe we don't want to go to mass Sunday. Is mm-hmm. That's what they want, right? That's not something you want. And so they're going to fight back with you. They're going to guilt you. You're going to go to hell or whatever. You're not going to church. This is just an example. Mm-hmm. But that's not what you want. That's why they're going to fight back with you. Because in the end, you're doing something against their their wants and wishes. So, But it's not about them. Uh, if they want to go to church, have at it. I mean, that's their thing. That's great, you know? Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that they that you have to do something because they want you to. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe I I see a little bit of the need for control. Yep. Mm. Mm. That's probably the ones you'll have the hardest time maintaining your boundaries with people who have control issues. Like Mm -hmm. one of my parents has extreme control issues and that was probably the hard, harder one to, to break with that. But you you stick firm and you go to the extremes you need to go to. I mean, you, let's say, get talked too disrespectfully and you've talked to them about that. And sometimes you're talked too disrespectfully to get you to do something that they want you to do. So that's yeah. their need that they want met. You're at their house and that happens. You got, grab your stuff and you leave. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. I know the repercussions probably aren't pretty, but... You've set them, you hold firm to them. Just like you said in the beginning, I love that. It's yeah, yeah setting it, but also being like, yeah, I'm committed to it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm I am, not going back. This, that's a really good word. This is a commitment, truly, mm-hmm. yeah. to yourself. Yeah, self-love. Self-love. <laughs> so my next question is, we're diving into... People pleasing. Now, we get comfortable. <laughs> adjust myself. <laughs> now, what tips do you have for those who struggle with this and, you know, may fear that if they don't please people, that they're going to be left alone? They're not going to have any friends. Their family is going to hate them. So, how can we deal with this? Okay. So, So people-pleasing is a blessing and a curse, (laughs) truly. Because, I mean, it's a blessing because you are a very caring person. You receive joy from helping others. That kind of gives you happiness on the inside and fulfillment. But at the same time, it also can cause us to put ourselves second, third, or, you know, dead last. Mm -hmm. And... When we do that, we're not able to help anyone, truly help anyone, because we're not helping ourselves. And like you've said before, when your flowers aren't being watered or you can't pour from an empty cup, all these sayings, it's genuinely true. You are going to get overwhelmed and you're going to explode. You're going to literally not be able to help people when that's what you want. So my advice is to make sure that you're taking care of yourself and practicing setting boundaries and not only with others, but with yourself, Mm -hmm. because especially with as like a people pleaser myself, you 
can easily get caught up with helping other people saying yes to everyone and everything. And you, you can't miss out on certain obligations. So those are things you have to do, but you, you hate having to say no for a chance to help someone or be somewhere. And that's, that's great that you want to be everywhere and help everyone all the time, but it's not humanly possible. You know, Mm -hmm. one person can't do it all. I say that as a counseling student, therapists say that as therapists, therapists are required to engage in Mm self-care, literally required as an ethical duty and responsibility that could look like performing their own self-care individually or going to counseling themselves. Mm. It really is important. And think about all the things that therapists listen to and hear on a daily basis and help give their guidance with. They can't do it all and still be helpful as a therapist. Mm. Be sure that you're checking your levels of importance here and see what you can miss and learn how and when to say no, for sure. Learn the word no, because no is a complete sentence. I like to fluff my no up with some other words, because <laughs> that's just me as a people pleaser. But, and I think also this this day and age, like, not that I'm required to feel bad if someone got offended by me saying no, mm-hmm. but it is, it, 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 it does get taken way worse than if I said, well... Actually, I don't want to go today because I need a self-care day or whatever. Mm -hmm. Now, as the fear of being left alone to answer that question, my advice is to kind of check your priorities. Uh, If your family and your friends aren't respecting your boundaries, are they really respecting you as a person? Mm. And sometimes we unintentionally create our places in relationships It's not like, well, I'm intentionally trying to be the people pleaser that everyone goes to because they know I'll say yes. I don't intentionally create my position as the doormat of a friend group or of my family. Mm -hmm. If you hold your boundaries, you you are going to see pushback. So recognize that, but that's normal. That's important that you know that it's normal, no matter how ridiculous they say you're being. It may be uh, necessary to take a step back. Mm -hmm. And if they leave you alone completely, know that you're kind of better off there. (laughs) Okay. Find other people that respect your boundaries Mm -hmm. and who you can communicate with and not have to worry about getting lashed out at because you're just trying to have control over yourself and your life. Mm -hmm. If you have no issues with respecting other people's boundaries and you find yourself saying, God, I would never do that to someone else. Why are you allowing anyone to do that to you? Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of goes both ways. Right. Wow. That is definitely something that I have to work on is the word no. Mm-hmm. N-O. It's literally yeah. two letters. and It doesn't make you mean. Mm-hmm. As much as you say that in your head or someone, I think it that's what, it, what our fear is, that we're going to be looked at as mean, right? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I'm definitely speaking for myself. I don't know how you feel about it, but I, I don't want to be looked at as a, I don't know, what cursing is allowed on this podcast, but a bleep. I don't want to look like a bleep and say no and then 
people look at, don't, don't want to talk to me, don't like me because Mm -hmm. I'm unfriendly. But no is not unfriendly. No is a boundary. Mm -hmm. Got to remind yourself that if here's what I said at the end, like, God, I would never do that to anyone else. Right. Also, one thing that really helped me and I hope that can help you or someone out there. If you wouldn't mind someone telling you no to something, then you should be okay with saying no to them about the same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if they lash back at you for saying no, remind yourself that I wouldn't be this upset if they told me no in the same situation. Cause I find myself like, I feel like I have to, but then I think I'm like, well, if they told me no, because you know, they needed the day to really relax or whatever, I would be totally understanding then just do it. Wow. I love that. And I think it goes to say too, is you can say no without explaining yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's my thing I need to work on. (laughs) And I do fluff up the no. Maybe that's something that you can work on as time goes on. Maybe to start out, maybe you could say, no, I have this going on or no, I, I really need to takes a take a rest day but then as time goes on maybe you just be like you know what no no thank you <laughs> no thank right. you thank you but no <laughs> right exactly I think that's a really good thing that you said because I'll say like I don't think so or you know other words that avoid the word no mm-hmm. but I'm gonna start working on that like I'm not trying to say that I'm a perfect boundary setter and then I've got it all figured out mm-hmm. no one really does okay mm-hmm. I think that I've worked on certain areas of my life, but growth and boundaries are everywhere in your life and they will be something that you got to work on for forever. Mm-hmm. You'll find new things that you need to set, um, new uncomfortable areas that you need to work on. And that's okay. That's what life's about. Yes. I love it. Now, yes. All right. So my next question I have for you is what if the person does not respect the boundary we set in motion? How do you know when the relationship just isn't in our best interest anymore? Okay. So just one, have in your mind that it's going to happen. That will help to just know that that there is going to be some resistance on the boundary breakers end, especially right after setting it, (laughs) right after setting your boundary, you're going to see it. I think it's because people tend to take it personally. Mm -hmm. Um, It's almost as if we're calling them a bad person, which we're not. It's doing what we need to do in order to stick up for what we, for our, for our needs Mm -hmm. and just remind them uh, what they're doing. If you see a boundary break, try not to remind them in the middle of it. Like I've talked about earlier, Mm -hmm. you don't want to do it in the heat of the moment because that's, that, yeah, it, it can cause a lot more issues and it's mm-hmm. just not helpful. Yeah. Revisit. You have time, you know? Um, or like I said, there, there are going to be people who you can just grab your stuff and leave. Like I've done that with my family. I've grabbed my stuff and left and didn't say a word edgewise. I think mm-hmm. sometimes it that speaks louder than any word. Yeah, yeah. It's just leaving the situation. Just... Be assertive, but don't be aggressive with it. How do we know if it's not in our best interest anymore, the relationship? When we start to find ourselves feeling more exhausted or anxious 
than actually enjoying this relationship. Mm. That's, that's when, you know, you got to start to evaluate where it is. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you are just setting boundaries, it's going to be uncomfortable. They're going to try to push back, Mm -hmm. give it some time there because, you know, there were a few relationships in my life where I just wanted to kind of wash my hands of with work. Finally, now we're at like such good places. So sometimes you think about it and you're like, I am getting more just anxious and unhappy when I'm around them. Yeah. But try to stick to it because you, I know a lot of the time we bring up our boundaries and we start working on them and mm-hmm. it's more exhausting than pleasant. So you don't want to be around them to keep and maintain those boundaries, but keep up with it. And eventually you're going to see that change. And that, and then that relationship's going to be great. You're going to be like, wow, I wish it was like this the whole time. So, <laughs> but if they continue after so long, so um, mm-hmm. that friend that I had that I brought up how hurtful it was to me yeah. to do those things and wouldn't ta- talk to them for months at a time. They knew that like, this was definitely going to be what kind of broke us as friends that's when you really got to reevaluate and say, okay, are they making any effort at all? Mm-hmm. You know, um, are they trying to communicate with you calmly about it and tell you, you know, like, so sorry, I really am trying, whatever it is. That's what you got to look for. Yeah. And that's the time to take some time away, step away for a bit and see if you want to come back. Yeah. Because maybe it's just not the right time. Maybe you both need to grow, learn some things before Mm -hmm. actually coming back. And maybe the relationship is meant to be whenever you have gone through some things, learned some more things about yourself. And then if it's not. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. Except that that's a possibility too. Mm -hmm. Try not to go into it thinking, oh, one day. Because there might not be that one day. Just Mm -hmm. take it one day at a time. Focus on your own growth. That comes first. And then everything will follow and fall much more easily. Beautifully into said. Place. Yes. Yeah. And my very last question I have for you is some believe setting boundaries means that you're being too much to handle or being just ridiculous. How mm. would you respond to that? I'd say let them say what they want to say. Mm-hmm. I mean... If you allow words like that to get to you, like it's going to make boundary setting even harder than it already is. You know, Mm -hmm. my favorite thing that my therapist said to me when I was learning to set boundaries is you, you are not responsible for other people's emotions or behaviors. And what that means is that how they lash back at you, how they talk to you, how they think of you, it's not your problem. Mm. As long as you are, asking for healthy boundaries to be met and being reasonable yourself. Like you're not being aggressive or the aggressor, right? Mm -hmm. Then what is it to you that they think those things? That sounds like a them problem, truly. I think that you need to remind yourself, use some healthy self-affirmations. And I have three that I could name here just so people can kind of use at home is I have the right to my boundaries. Mm. It's okay for me to ask for my boundaries to be respected. And I will not allow others to persuade me to change my boundaries. Mm. Love that. Oh, 
Yeah, I think that is such a beautiful reminder too, because yeah, like you said, it could be a them thing, their own projections. Mm -hmm. Maybe they feel like they're too much to handle or they feel like they're being ridiculous. So they kind of put that out on other people. So don't take Mm -hmm. it personally. Yeah. And, you know, just stick with your, your guideline you said before, just stick with it. Don't allow the words to move you in a different direction and change your mind. Just really go with it and trust yourself that this, this is a good thing. Exactly. Now, where can listeners connect with you, Samantha? So I just started my own podcast. Um, It's called Good You Therapy Podcast, and it's on both Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can also follow me on Instagram at goodyou.therapy. That's G-O-O-D-Y-O-U dot therapy. Yes, definitely go listen to her podcast. She has about three episodes right now, but she is going to make more in the future. And it is just such a good lesson. I highly suggest giving her a follow and subscribing to her podcast. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Now, I would love to know, this is a signature question that I ask all of my guests here on the show. It is, what does it mean to blissfully bloom? I think that it means that self-growth is the most beautiful gift you can give to yourself. I think that seeds have to get rained on in order to grow. Mm. So when we use that grain to our advantage and to our own strength, and we learn from life's given lessons, we allow ourselves to blossom and bloom into beautiful human beings that live more self-care that have more self-respect and an inner peace that we are trying to strive for oh i just love that ah such beautiful words oh my goodness thank you so much for sharing that and thank you for being on the show today i just really appreciate you coming and sharing your wisdom around boundary setting i hope that people have just soaked in this information here today because it was just absolutely incredible thank you so much for coming thank you so much for having me i always enjoy speaking with you i love your podcast i love your posts on instagram it really does remind me to make sure that i'm giving myself the grace that i need on a daily basis well thank you thank you oh man I feel like I still have chills from this episode. Wasn't that a good one? I feel so grateful to have Samantha come on the show. I just loved her beautiful energy. I mean, her light and her kind heart were surely present throughout our conversation today. And I have no doubt that she is going to make an amazing therapist. One point that she made during the episode was that you are not responsible for anyone else's feelings, thoughts, attitudes, behaviors. And with that fact, that definitely takes a lot of the pressure off. And I hope that does for you too. I would love to know what you got from this episode. If there were any aha moments for you or any 
reflections or insights that you would like to share, I usually attach a question to all of my podcast episodes, but you feel free to really share your thoughts and ideas. I really would love this podcast to be interactive and have a chance to really connect with my listeners. Also, if you haven't already, go follow Samantha's podcast Instagram at goodyou.therapy and make sure to give her podcast a listen. She has some amazing episodes already published. Don't forget to hit that bell button so that you never miss an episode. Also, this podcast has an Instagram. You can follow at blissfully.bloom. Thank you so much for your support. I will see y'all in the next episode. Bye. Thank y'all so much for listening. I am just so blessed and grateful for y'all's support. And if you haven't gotten the chance, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends and family. Also, check out my YouTube channel, Blissfully Bloom. It's all about self-growth, self-love, and self-healing. I will see y'all in the next episode. Bye!